What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Certified Wrench Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Colton McCormack. So what's up, guys? Uh, First off, I want to talk about the podcast. I am actually going to go ahead and switch over to doing two to three episodes per month. This every weekend thing is getting to be kind of a pain in the butt for me. Uh, not saying it won't happen all the time. There might be months where I do do four episodes, but right now I'm going to switch to three, possibly two a month. Um, but there will be, you know, two to three for sure. Anyway, um, if you guys could head over to whatever streaming platform you're listening to this podcast on, give me a like, subscribe, rate, and review. Reviews on iTunes and Spotify definitely help this podcast a lot. Um, I've definitely seen some bumps in um, a lot of stuff, and it's pretty awesome. So if you guys want to donate to the podcast, if you guys are looking for merch, anything like that, uh, you can check out the website. You can check out all the social media pages. There's a link tree link at the top, and it'll take you to wherever you need to go. Anyway, uh, I got to sit down with a good friend of mine. Uh, record this quick little episode it's a little different I guess it's nothing you know like the usual Um, I just wanted to hang out with him and uh, bullshit a little bit so that's exactly what we did so I guess that's uh that's about it let's get to the episode guys So what do you want to talk about? Damn, dude, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not your first non-mechanic on here, but uh, I'm sure I'm one of the few. So who are you, first of all, I guess? You know, uh, let's just get into it because it's just one of those days, I guess. I I just, I ain't feeling it, man. (laughs) We'll warm you up, man. I was listening to, uh, on the way here, you know, I had that nice little drive over. Uh, It was the perfect amount of time to listen to Cat Williams' one-hour Pimp Chronicles special. So (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I went and ran this morning, and I was kind of just, I kind of hit that, you know, eight, and then I kind of hit that energy dip of like, ah, dude, like, I got to get warm before I go podcast. So I was like, all right, what's going to pump me up? I was trying to find like a a good comedy podcast or something. I was like, man, I've already listened. Like, I'm caught up on the, the two I listened to, and I was like, I just need something funny to get me feeling good. And I was like, Cat Williams, Pimp Chronicles, let's go. So I'm like fired up, ready to go. I can't say the jokes that he has in there because I'm white, but you sure know. can. Go ahead. <laughs> <sighs> Wait, did I say, say, did we already introduce you? I'm dude, I'm lost. No. Well, you said you're doing an intro later. No. Well, no. I just said, well, who are you? <laughs> who am I? Who are you? Well, my though? name is James Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> of the Dirty and Driven podcast, baby. <laughs> Out here on the Certified Wrench podcast. Yeah. Thank you. That was great. That's it. See you guys. See you guys. <laughs> Go uh, listen to my show. Yeah. We, uh, so you got in last night, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I checked, uh, Snapchat last night and was like, where's this motherfucker at? And it said you were here, but yeah, I can see where you're at. Oh, yeah. You're tracking me. <laughs> Is that me. creepy? <laughs> tracking me yeah i always forget that i have that because i don't really use snapchat anymore like there's a few people like there's literally one contractor that i work with that the only way i will ever get a hold of that dude is through snapchat and i'm like this is a guy who's doing millions of dollars a year in business and the only way i will like like him and i communicate is through snapchat (laughs) doesn't make any sense i've got some buddies that's the only way they talk and i'm like that's this stupid yeah. Whatever. I used to have a friend like that too. He'd be like, I'd be like, dude, I texted you like four times. And he was like, but did you Snapchat me? <laughs> I was like, no. And he said, he said, you got to Snapchat me. I'm much, much quicker to respond there. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I know. It's like three extra steps. Seems like. Yeah. Jeez. I don't know, man. It's, it's crazy. I got people like that too, where I'll do it. There's some people I'll send a Snapchat to just, just to know that those motherfuckers, at least I know that they're leaving me on red. You know what I mean? I know that they yeah, saw it, and they're intentionally true. avoiding the question. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, so James is here from Oklahoma, all the way 
Man, you live pretty deep up there, don't you? You're up by Kansas more, aren't you? Yeah, we're about as north as you get, almost as north as you get without being in Kansas. We're uh, we're about 15 minutes from Kansas, unfortunately. Damn. It's like oh, enemy territory encroaching on you. It can't be that bad, is it, Kansas? I don't know, man. It's one of those states that it just a weird state. I had a job offer up there. I think when I moved, first moved to Texas... And I was at training for deer and uh, some deer dealership up there somehow got a hold of my information. It was like, uh, we want you to come be a service manager for us and all this stuff. And I'm like, I've seen Wizard of Oz, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not coming up there. <laughs> yeah. It's about, you know, I mean, they say Oklahoma's flat, but I mean, you think that until you go through Kansas and you're like, damn, Kansas is really flat. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what does James Divini do besides podcasting? Well, I work in the asphalt business, project management and estimating side. That's, uh, that's my uh, prime deal. As a, I build roads. But you ain't no blue collar no more, man. Uh, I'm sometimes, man. I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been out there. I've, I've been doing triple duty, man. So my boss retired, so... Well, partially. He, he still comes in four days a month, so I've been... Four uh, days a month. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the dude's like... I think he's almost 74. Like, he's been with this company for 50-some-odd years. I mean, just through it all, you know? So he, he deserves... He, he deserved to retire years ago. Mm. And uh, so he was like... He, he's finally just kind of stepped back and, you know, let me take the reins on some of this stuff and... So I've been, I've been like double dipping on, on like the bidding and project management stuff. And then, uh, you know, we had kind of a, a few, we, we unfortunately lost a, a good operator, uh, right before winter kicked in. So we didn't really, we weren't really able to hire anyone. So I was, uh, estimating and getting out there and running the roller and like doing <laughs> double duty, man. It's uh, I've still been running the roller here and there, but it's been too cold to lay asphalt lately. So don't think I still don't got it. So do they do layoffs during like when it gets too cold or nah. no? Mm-mm. So how do you got keep your guys busy if you know you got three weeks of too cold weather? We just keep them busy. We call it sweeping the shop. You know, it's I guess. it's uh, you know, there's some people that I don't know how they get their money. I don't know how they pay their bills. But you tell them if you guys want to go home today, you can go home. And you know, you get some guys that they'll take that offer every single time. They'll show up in the morning and. You know, hey, if you want to go home, you can, but if not, we'll find something to do. And and it's like every time they'll go home, and I think a lot of them live with the with their parents or something like that. I, I really don't know. Um, and then, uh, but other than that, it's like you know we got our asphalt plants. So we'll do maintenance on that. Mm. We'll, you know, we've got so much equipment that needs asphalt chipped off of it or needs serviced. I don't know. Busy work. I guess. Yeah. We're lucky enough, you know, if, if it's slow, we got plenty of work to do in the shop. So, yeah. Um, we usually do know. too, but it's a, uh, you just never know. I mean, it's a shitty time of year, obviously for guys. I mean, like the other day they were bitching cause they were like, man, we're only getting like 32 to 35 hours. And it's like, well, at least we're able to get you that, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's hard. You know, a lot of guys, they don't, uh, you know, in the summers when they're getting 60, 70 hour weeks, stuff like that, they, they don't, they go buy a boat, and, you know, and then the, whenever the winter comes, they go, well, how am I supposed to pay my bills? And it's That's like, shit, your man, fault, bro. you know, it's like, it's like it averages out. You probably do get more than 40 hours a week year round, but, uh, you just got to be smart whenever the, the good times are here. Yeah. A lot of people get in trouble with that, man. I'm sorry. I'm over here yawning and shit. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know how far we want to go into like your story and stuff. You're a young feller and uh, working and paving and stuff. Obviously, you started out. What were you doing there? Were you a laborer or what? Yeah, I started. I started back. Uh, I mean, I started from the bottom as far as that goes. I mean, I was laboring and and uh, did that for a couple of years. Went through college too, and then. Uh, yeah, ran a shovel for a while and learned a little bit on the equipment and stuff. And mm. then one, two, six, got here, you know. 
One two six. Is one that two six. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I know what you're talking about. No, I'm just saying, you know, long story short, kind of thing. Oh, yeah, it just kind of worked. One two six. Okay, yeah. okay, that makes more sense. I'm like, wait, I think I know what you're talking about. No, yep. I was way off. I'm just saying, you know, skipping parts. No, nah, I mean, I started back. You know, whenever I, I mean, it all. It's just weird how the path that life will take you. You know, you don't really know where you're gonna. You know, you start one thing and. Before you know it, you're like doing something totally different and you look back and you're like, damn, dude, like 10 years, you know, this all started 10 years ago and I would have never thought I'd be here now. Like, yeah. it's just funny how, how it all works. First time I ever got offered to be in the paving business, I was, I was a landscaper. I was 18 years old working in the owner of the company I work for now's backyard and he goes, Hey man, I heard you're getting ready to go to college and get a construction degree. You know, if you're interested, you can come work for me and. I looked at him square in the eyes and I said, man, I really appreciate that. I'll keep that in mind, but I have zero interest in building roads. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, that's how that started. And then there's some guys that came and talked to us in one of our college classes. I, I wasn't really digging the college scene. I'm not a school guy much, but I didn't have any other plans. So it's kind of where I went. And then these guys were like, man, building construction fucking sucks. This is a big company out of Oklahoma city. They were, came in and talked. They're like, they're like, but civil construction, let me tell you about that. And cause I always thought, man, building roads, it's the same thing, every damn job. And yeah. then, uh, now I'm like the opposite. I think of that whenever I think of building buildings, I'm like, dude, building buildings is so boring, but building roads, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty badass. Just big equipment and trucks and high production. I, uh, I just, like I said earlier, I just listened to your latest episode and it was basically whether you go to college or trades or, or I'm sorry, college, trade school, or just go straight to work. Um, and you said in there that the reason why I'm saying this, first of all, is this has kind of been a big topic the past couple of weeks for me, mm -hmm. college, trade school straight to work and everybody's got their different opinions on it. Did you like college? Did it help you? <laughs> Are you using it? <laughs> I hated college. <laughs> I really did. I hated school, man. I hated high school. I just, I, I was not the guy for school and I, it is not my thing. I graduated. I graduated with mostly decent grades. I mean, if you're going to do something, you might as well do okay at it. Yeah. I mean, you know, there were some classes that, like, there was one class I took. It was a geology class. We called it Rocks for Jocks. And it was just <laughs> such a baseless, useless class. And I was working for a geologist at the time, so you'd think I'd have been interested in it. But I was like, <laughs> it's like, dude, this class sucks. I think I went to that class three times, and it was just the dates of the three tests, and I still got an A in that class. <laughs> you know, it was just, you know, but there's still some classes that I was like, I was like, I'm like calculus. I don't, dude, I don't use calculus in my day to day job. I, I just don't. I don't, you know, uh, I got C's in calculus and stuff like that, you know, and I, I there were certain classes I, I just made it, made it enough to pass and focused on other things. But I mean, for me, if you'd have asked me that same question a year ago, I probably would have said, man, if I could redo my path again, I wouldn't do college. But now that I've had a little more time to think about it, for me, it was good because yeah. it got me out of my hometown. It got me away from my parents and it got me, it gave me four years to figure out how to not be a fuck up with zero by fucking up a lot with zero consequences. Yeah. Cause you're what, 25? Yeah. 25. Uh, I, I just, <laughs> I just turned 35 yesterday. That makes you feel young. Uh, and I can say, I feel like I've matured a fuck ton in the past six years. Yeah. Maybe like at 25, I definitely wouldn't have been where you're at as far as, cause you got, you not only work your job, you also kind of do your little entrepreneur stuff on the side with your Airbnb houses, your fucking podcast. What else do you do? Well, There's playing a band. Shit. Yeah, you're in a fucking band. Dude, I wouldn't have been doing that at 25. Yeah, I don't know why I do all this shit, you know, man? <laughs> I mean, I just, like, I don't know. I, I think that my deal is, like, I just... 
why, why I do it at 25, I don't know. Like, I still feel like I'm, you know, not doing enough kind of thing. I think we all, a lot of people have that inherent feeling, you know, it doesn't matter where you're at, but I've got a lot of stuff and a lot of projects going on outside of work, but I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I think that I just have, have that drive that like, I always, dang, we're already going deep, man. Like, you know, I, deep uh, on this one. you know, like, like for me, like I was never an athlete. Like, I mean, I, I was like, I played sports, but I mean, hell, I barely saw the field in like high school football and stuff like that. You know, I, I never was like a popular kid, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, my biggest, dis- my biggest advantage for me, I think was, you know, my parents, they're gritty, thrifty, hardworking people, but my dad's a lawyer. So everybody assumes that all lawyers are rich as hell and making a lot of money. Well, even though that might be the case now, uh, for my dad, it wasn't for many years. So I always just got the whole, like, you know, Oh, you're just a rich lawyers kid. And it was like, dude, I mean, and these were coming from kids whose, you know, parents worked in construction, stuff like that. Their parents are probably making more money than my dad at that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's like, you're just a rich lawyers kid. And I, I always took that to heart and I was like, man, I'm gonna show these motherfuckers one day, you know? <laughs> So that's kind of, that's kind of where a lot of that came from was just like, as soon as I got out of college, I was like, man, I just got to save up and invest my money in some stuff and and just make it on my own. I don't want people thinking that I've got any sort of success in this life because my parents gave it to me because they didn't. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you saw an opportunity too and were able to take it like time was right, especially on them houses, right? A couple of them, yeah. I got them right before everything skyrocketed. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's. I wish I could have done that way back when, but I wasn't smart enough. <laughs> I mean, it's never too late, though. I mean, I tell people that a lot. Like, everybody thinks that to go buy... I mean, and look, dude, in my area, you can get a nice two-bedroom, one-bathroom house for... Now, it'd probably be closer to 70 grand, but it used to be like... Like, my first house was $55,000, my first rental house, and my second one was forty five, And they're both nice houses. Now, they're not in a wonderful area of town, but they're, it's safe. They're nice. You know, it's not, it's not the ghetto. And like people think you got to have 55,000 in the bank to go buy a yeah. rent house. Yeah. Nah, dude, you, you gotta, I mean, I had good relationships with bankers. So because I, you know, grew up in a small town and lived in that small town. So I was able to kind of, you know, get a little less on the down payment, but a lot of times you got to have like 20% down or something. And then from there you refinance your houses and use that money to go buy another house. And (laughs) you know, it's stuff like that. And, and then you start making a little side income off of it. And, and that's just, it's, but it's never too late. I mean, my parents were shit. They were, they were past 50 whenever they first started getting into real estate. So, I mean, one day maybe just not right now. Yeah. Shit's too pricey here. Yeah, it is high here, man. It, it, it's hard for investors in areas like this unless you already got several hundred thousand dollars ready to go. Yeah, we got lucky with this house, but it's already like tripled mm. since we've been here. Dang, dude. Stupid. That's crazy. So I don't, it doesn't, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's but Dallas you hear for that, you. hear that California? Uh, you bastards coming to Texas, uh, just go to Oklahoma. <laughs> Dude, Californians <laughs> crack me up though, because well they they've been coming, you know, yeah. and uh, I know several people that are investors that either moved here from California or they've bought property from California, and and dude, I've seen a lot of them fail. There was one we were supposed to do a job for, and we did a little like demo for her, and it was so hard to get paid because she had all these. I was laughing so hard at this. She had like this website and all this, and you know she was like trying to be, you know, oh man, I'm a a badass entrepreneur. Uh, I'm getting into real estate investing. And she like bought all these, like, I mean, shithole apartments paid high dollar for them. was going to redo them, make them luxury apartments in these small towns. Like one of them was in Blackwell, Oklahoma, which is not far from where I'm from and Ponca. And dude, it was a shithole apartment and it's not a super (laughs) nice town. Like, you know, uh, and, and, uh, she was going to put, you know, so much money into it. And then, well, she ended up like, there was this one podcast she went on to, cause I do research on these people. If, if I'm going to bid a job to them for like, she wanted us to build, you know, asphalt parking lot, some sidewalks and stuff like that. And I was doing a little bit of research just to make sure, you know, it'd be safe bet. And 
And, you know, she went on this podcast about like, you know, women entrepreneurs and investing and how good of an investor she was. She went bankrupt before she even started the project. (laughs) So there's a lot of Californians doing that. And, you know, but or they come in and they think that you can get $1,600 a month rent for a house or an apartment in rural Oklahoma, but you're getting like 800. So, yeah, it's like they they don't they don't all do very well at it. California. Californians. <laughs> I still love, I was in a meeting last year and, uh, governor Stitt, um, Oklahoma's governor mm-hmm. was like, he goes, man, uh, Oklahoma's like, I think he said, he threw out a number. I think he said the second or third top growing state. Yeah. And he said, not per capita yeah. in general. Yeah. And he said, we can thank Gavin Newsom for a lot of that. <laughs> and, and he goes, but my only thing that I ask for you Californians, he said, I had to wait 18 years to vote in the state of Oklahoma. And I'm going to ask that you guys wait 18 years That's to vote in the good. state of Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. I uh, lost my train of thought. Well, my family's originally from Oklahoma. And they made their way out to California. In the early 60s, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. So I guess I'm just making my way back out here. That's what they're all doing. That's the running joke in Oklahoma is they all left around the Dust Bowl time yeah. and they're all coming back. <laughs> Dude, that shit was crazy. I watched a documentary on that Dust Bowl shit. That shit was wild back in the day. Dude, can you imagine how fucking tough that generation of people was? How do you ruin your own you know, environment? <laughs> Dude. Yeah, you it's crazy farming practices and drought and all that. It's just crazy how that happened. And they caused their own drought. I know. <laughs> how do you do that? Dude, Whatever. that was wild. There was a, I don't know, man. It's fun to talk to some of the farmers around, especially some of the old guys who's like, I guess grandpas would have been around that time. And, you know, so they kind of still know the stories and stuff. Yeah. And, and they'll see guys out there doing, uh, you know, tilling up their fields and stuff instead of doing like no-till farming or something. And I, I'm not a farmer. I don't know all the, I don't know <laughs> what's lingo. good or bad or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. But dude, they'll just be shit talking each other. Like any industry, you always shit talk the guy across the street. Like, ah, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, you know? <laughs> They're like, that's why they we had the Dust Bowl. Yeah. Guy out there tilling his field. <laughs> uh, let's jump over since we got, you know, we got kind of deep into... We, the joke, the running joke is, you know, women go to therapy, men do podcasts. Yeah. Um, a hundred percent agree with that. So we got a little deep, you yeah. know, on schooling and anyway, let's talk about the dirty and driven podcast. One of my favorite podcasts. Uh, we obviously didn't get the real talent of the show on today. Yeah. I mean, we're obviously missing our boy, Casey D who, yeah. who makes the dirty and driven podcast. <laughs> I, uh, Love that guy. Uh, I'm one of these days. We'll all three get together one day. Yeah, but we need to, man. He's he's about one of the most solid people you'll ever meet in your life. I I really want to sit down and talk politics with him one day. Not on this, dude. Podcast, one of these days when you get your other podcast rolling. I know one day he he needs to just be your first guest. I I always tell him I'm like one of these days I'm gonna give you a conspiracy episode, but uh, we haven't we haven't made it happen yet. <laughs> <I'm> just. <laughs> I don't know. Him and I, we, we kind of talk about it. We tread the waters, but I'd love to just hear his thoughts on some certain things that I've never asked him about. I'm, I love conspiracy stuff, man. There's one, you know, a podcast I listen to that I actually turned him on to. Oh, the Mikey one? Yeah. yeah he and, talks about uh, that. Yeah. So I think it'd be fun. Anyway, let's, uh, let's dive a little bit into Dirty and Driven. You have quite the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't even know what word I'm looking for. Quite the plan, I guess, is kind of what I'm going for. And you're you're making it work slowly, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's been working. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I was a better media guy, it'd, it'd maybe, maybe be faster, <laughs> you know? So just to explain, you know, you always explain at the beginning of your podcast, what's the Dirty and Driven about? Yeah. I mean, our goal is to, to bring people to the blue collar world and teach them how to kick ass, you know, specifically geared towards the construction trades, all aspects of it, you know? I mean, obviously... Mechanics play a big part in that. We've had mechanics on our show, including yourself. We've mm. had uh, welders on. We've had, you know, operators, laborers. We've had people who do all sorts of shit on there who just, you know, tell their stories or just joke around. I mean, we, we want to, I would say we want to gain, train, and retain people. So we want to funnel people into the industry. 
Uh, I, we want to work with companies, help them figure out training programs for their people based on their needs and what they want. And then, uh, we want to just help you build a company that people want to come work at and they want to stay working at and, you know, be there uh, hopefully till they retire or something like that. We just, I mean, what, what I want to do with it is, you know, every, I say everybody, a lot of people have heard the stat that, you know, in the next 10 years that 40% of the workforce is going to be retiring out. Well, that's true, man. And we got to get the knowledge out of these guys' heads before that happens. Uh, you know, guys with a lifetime of knowledge, we got to basically take a lifetime of knowledge and start pouring it into some of these young people in the next five years, you know, start getting them trained up. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're trying to do. I was actually listening. You know, like I keep saying, I was listening to your episode yesterday. I keep mind, fanboying, fanboying yeah, harder. Mind you, I the reason why... I've, just now listening to it, I've been sick basically all week. I feel really good today. I'm still a little congested. Um, so I didn't get to catch up on Tuesday's episode until yesterday. And, uh, you know, you talking about your wife going to, was it, which, she go to a school? Yeah. And they were kind of like, uh, uh, eh. Not really wanting to do she had a plan she, she, or they, they so, had a, so she's an engineer explain please. you know yeah, yeah. So she, she's up. an she's an engineer and they have a group of engineers at the company they work at very very prominent company in our town um they go to another school uh and they they work with these kids and they've been doing it with elementary school kids and they basically Absolutely. just been showing them uh stem science technology engineering mathematics yeah these are all college educated, highly skilled, very smart nerds, engineers, engineers, <laughs> engineers. Yeah. Engineers is what I call my wife. Uh, very brilliant people. And, uh, they, they've been going and doing hands-on stuff with these kids and showing them that like, Hey, you know, there, there's cool stuff in the world, uh, with your hands. Um, you know, they're very, they're not pushing, you know, Hey, you should go to college and be an engineer. They're pushing, Hey, we're engineers. Um, you can go to college. You can be an engineer. You know, you can do what we do. Uh, you can also, um, go and, and be support to what we do. Like we design stuff or we plan stuff and then there's people who go out and build stuff. And so they do a lot of fun, hands-on stuff with these kids. And then they tried to go to a different school and they're like, so, and, and the counselor, one of the counselors invited them. There's multiple counselors and he's all about it. I mean, he's a fan of dirty and driven. He's, he loves it. He's all about telling kids that, Hey, there's other options for you. Like he doesn't, he doesn't go by the typical adage of like test scores, test scores, test scores, college, college, college. But you know, the other ones just were not interested. Mm. And even though they're putting in this badass new, um, like STEM program, they were just kind of like, eh, you know, and they never really gave a reason as to like why they were like that. And, and I've since had some conversations since I put that episode out there with a few people who were like, Hey, you know, here are some things to consider that maybe weren't brought up, you know, kind of thing, people kind of defending it. But I, I think the discouraging part of that was that our schools is great. If people might be in there, you know, they're being pushed to, Hey, you know, you need to teach this stuff. And like, it's, it's not necessarily what's, best for the child. Now I know that the teachers and I know the principals and I know the counselors ultimately want what's best for a child, but they're not always taught like, Hey, uh, let's open all the options to them. It's, it's, Hey, this is what you got to teach this kid required by the state of Oklahoma. Yeah. So. No, the reason why I was asking is, you know, how it's like a broken record, man. It's like, mm -hmm. We need to get people in, but how do we do it? Yeah. I mean, it's you got to expose people to it. Um, you know, are you getting cold. I'm getting chilly. I know. <laughs> no. I started to notice my my voice was shaking a little, well, a little, uh, a little tremolo. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, like like right now the the Fort Worth stock show is going on, mm -hmm. and I really wanted to go to it, but I got sick, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna go around be around all these people because there is some cool shit. You ever? been to or heard about Fort Worth no, Stock No, what do they do there? They have I mean, I know there's this, I'm assuming it's at the stockyards. No. No? It's uh, another location, but oh. I can't remember what it's called. Hmm. I've been there millions of times, but... What is it? Uh, there's all kinds of stuff. Like, uh, I think they have a little bit of a job fair thing going on, if I can remember correctly, but I mean, there's kids that are in high school that compete 
like uh, you got all your ag stuff and there, I know there's a trailer building competition that they do mm. in the high schools and dude, they're fucking legit trailers and, you know, flatbed car haulers, really? horse trailers, whatever. Mm. My, my boss was actually a judge last, last year or the year before. And they were talking about me going at some point, but mm. I think it, they forgot. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's pretty cool, and I really wanted to go this year, but I don't think I'm going to. Maybe next year. Yeah, but it's like a three weeks. Three oh, it's weeks like a, long or a month long thing. It's wow. pretty fucking long. I don't know all the details. Although Probably shouldn't even brought it up because I don't know everything. <laughs> Should have did my research first. Well, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you need uh, yeah, to, to cool. expose people to. But there's what. You know, a handful of people, kids there, they're probably going to do good, you know, and do that part. But there's probably kids that are like, that's fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. It's like, bro, you're probably going to end up at the end of a shovel anyway. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's like me, man. It's like I said, you know, sometimes whenever you're that age, you think, ah, I'm not going to do this. Like me, I said, I have no interest in building roads. And now it's like my passion. <laughs> so you just never know. Yeah. What's your, uh, I guess... We're still talking about dirty and driven stuff, but what is your plan, you know, with what you're doing? Because can you move up very far doing that for that company or? Yeah, Excuse I me. mean, you know. Excuse me. As far as, I mean, pretty much as far as you can go on, you know, working for the, a, a company that size and everything, I mean, is is kind of where I'm at. And I mean, yeah, it's a great company and I can work up there and, and stay there and, it's awesome. I mean, uh, you get to see miles and miles of roadway being put down all around the area and, and you get to be around the people and the equipment doing it. But, um, yeah, I mean, ultimately I think it'd be awesome to just solely be working with companies on getting, yeah. getting them to, we've got to solve the problem. Otherwise we're all fucked. Uh, as far <laughs> as like getting more blue collar people into the industry. Uh, I believe that, I don't believe that as of right now, there's actually a workforce shortage. Uh, that's uh, to an extent there is, I mean, there really is. I mean, yeah, there's a skilled workforce sh shortage. I mean, it, I know that everybody says I need a good mechanic yeah. and everybody's looking for good mechanics. And I know that a lot of people need skilled carpenters or they need skilled operators and you can't get them because they're all employed. Uh, but also like the, a lot of the guys saying that stuff too, that are saying nobody wants to work. They're not companies you'd want to go work for. Um, or they just have not made themselves known to anybody other than their customers. How much of it is pure laziness too? Well, think? I think that there's a lot of laziness from the employer standpoint. Well, just people not wanting to work too. I think that's minimum. Honestly, think so? I think so. I mean, I've seen a lot of good raw talent come into the industry and they've never had jobs before. Uh, now they might be 18 to 25 years old and the only job they've had is at a fast food place or, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, I went to, like in college, uh, like sophomore year, like, I, I mean, I was going out, I had a full-time job in college or mostly full-time. It's probably, I, I guess you could say it's closer to part-time, but still, yeah, I had a, a, a job in the construction industry in college. I worked all summers long during the school year, uh, during breaks, all that stuff. I mean, I worked a lot of hours and also went to school. But then there were guys that like whenever they were graduating, they had an engineering degree and I knew guys and girls that their first job was right out of college working for somebody wow. as, as with a college degree as an engineer or something. And so I think that there's been a lot of laziness from the parents and a lot of laziness from employers. I think that people have gotten complacent and a lot of parents say, I don't want my kid to work like I had to to make things happen. I want to give them a good life and there's push and shove for that. You know, whenever you don't make your kid ever work, uh, then whenever it comes time to work, they don't know how to do it. And yeah. there's a lot of that. And I think that there's a lot of raw talent that comes in too, though, that they don't understand the common sense that you and I know, like you and I, let's say you and I swapped spots and I came and worked in a mechanic shop for a few weeks and you went and worked on a road crew for a few weeks. Like, I don't know the ins and outs of mechanicking. I'm not, but I, I could find my, I could find a place. I could be useful. I could be helpful. Yeah. I'm not going to get myself in harm's way or do something stupid. It's common sense, right? There's, yep. there's certain common sense applied. Same with you. Like you may not know how to hop on a certain piece of equipment and run it and, and do a good job as an operator or, you know, 
But I could push the fuck out of a broom. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, you can do stuff like that, but it, it, you're not, but you're not going to go jump out next to traffic either. And yeah. so it's like, there's common sense in this stuff that like we have, cause we've worked and we know that like, oh, okay, there's five guys shoveling in front of me. I should probably grab a shovel and help. Uh, some people, it just doesn't click in their minds. Um, and that's just solely because they've never had to work before. So you get certain people that come in and they want to work, they want to do good, but they so they, they just do not know what to do. And so I don't think that they're necessarily lazy. Now you get lazy people and, and you got to cut those people off pretty quick in my opinion. But, uh, there's some people that, that are good raw talent and they're just not being poured into properly by the leadership and stuff like that and made into good employees like they could be. Hmm. I agree. Um, so on your dirty and driven project, um, I know you're doing the other thing, working with companies. Is that part of Dirty and Driven as well, or is that just another side business that you're... No, I mean, that's Dirty and Driven Consulting. Okay. You know, and that's basically, it's the gain, train, retain plan, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's how do we funnel people into your business and get you applications and and all that good stuff. Um, Because a lot of people don't know how to necessarily market too well, um, or they do and they just don't do it. that that's a problem with a lot of construction companies. They've always had an easy time getting applications and now they've never put up a good website or they've never got a social media presence. You know, if you Google construction jobs in my area, your name's not popping up, even though you could be one of the biggest ones, you know? Yeah. That's where it's going, man, is social media. And there's a lot of companies out there using it and there's a lot of cool shit like plateau. That's a, that's a great one. Dude, those are such good people too. <laughs> I've yeah, gotten to go, be good friends with them. That's awesome, man. I'm I'm jealous that you got to go out and, you know, take tour of all their stuff and my jaw was on the ground the whole time. I was <laughs> on their job site up in uh up in Georgia, man. It was uh they're they're cool people. So on this uh I already forgot what it's called, dirty and driven project or the consulting side. Consulting. Yeah, there yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. My bad. Uh <laughs> How did you like come up with all this stuff? Like, how did you make a plan? You know, like how, like, I'm going to go to this company. I'm going to tell them how to do this, this, and this. I don't how tell did, them how to do it. I, t- I, I like to I help ask questions. Them. Like you, you made a plan obviously, right? Like, well, this is my ideas. This is what I think you should try or whatever. And this is explain, please, because I, I got to hear, stupid. I got to hear from you. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. There's no complacent. You, you don't hire me and say, fix it. And that's what a lot of companies want to do. They want a magic that's, pill. That's what I'm kind of getting at. Are they like going here, fix this. We need help. You know, we can't find employees. Some of them do. I've had people call me and they're like, we want to gain, train, retain plan. Do it. And I'm like, that ain't how it works. This comes from you. <laughs> so my question is like, how did you read books? How did you come up with a plan? Like, I think my plan would work great for your company. So how is your plan better than theirs is what I'm kind of getting at. Well, I tailor it to what they need. So basically I sit down with an owner or something that says, dude, it's time. We need help. And it's just like losing weight. It's just like going to the gym. What you know, saying, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody wants like, if, if you made something, look at fucking Ozempic right now. Dude, yeah. you know about Ozempic? Mm-hmm. I didn't know about that until a couple of weeks ago. People were fucking taking this shit in droves to lose weight because yeah. it's a magic pill. Yeah. Uh, I know so many people that have went and got a gastric bypass surgery. I can think of five right now. Not even because they had health issues, just because they wanted to lose weight, you know? No comment. Not I'm not me. I just very, very close family members have yeah. done it in the past, you know, twenty years. Oh, I've got good friends that do it, man. Yeah. I mean, it's it's I know several people that have done it. And and I'm not knocking that either. Like I mean, I I know a girl just for example that she did it because she had serious health issues, but after she did it, she really started working out hard and, and you know, is living a good lifestyle now. But anyways, you know, you have that kind of stuff where people go, they want the magic pill. Mm-hmm. And if you could sell a pill that you took every single day and you'd have a perfect fit body, everybody'd take it, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean everybody'd be into it. Um it's it's the same kind of deal that we have with the workforce issues that uh the industry faces right now. Everybody wants that magic pill. They want the silver bullet, but they don't want to put the work in, you know? So my thing is, is like, if you ever want to do it, like I'm going to ask a lot of you, 
I'm going to tell you that, hey, it starts from the top and goes down in your company. You can't just sit here and wave a magic wand and everybody does it. You've got to lead by example. I think that that's where this industry has made the biggest mistakes is we haven't, even if we've trained on machines or we've trained how to be laborers or something like that, we haven't trained people how to be leaders. It's like you take people that are in vice president positions that they started from a labor and they worked there for 20, 30 years and they've been an operator, they've been a foreman. Well, they get promoted because they were a good operator. They got promoted to foreman because, oh, you know how to run this machine super well. well we're going to give you three guys and you're going to, you're going to, they're going to work under you. Well, you don't know how to be a leader at all. So you get a lot of guys that some of them make it great. Some of them are just good at it. They've, they've invested the time to be a good leader, but then there's some that they don't know how to do that. And that can go all the way up to the top to the president. And you basically have to just say, all right, starts from the top and goes down. We've got to give your people a mission and a purpose and a direction. So that's kind of the retain part, um, is figuring that out. But as far as the training part goes, that's a lot more nuts and bolts, hands on, like, okay, what, what does your company do? What is their primary kind of work? What is this guy's goal? Where does he want to go? What is your goal for him? Uh, if you, let's say you want to make a pipeline of, I get a guy, a guy in here who's Brand new, never had a job before, wants to be a laborer, hard worker, good attitude, just doesn't know anything. I want to take him and I want to make, I want to basically have a pipeline to make him a, you name it, whatever, operator, foreman. Uh, I want, I want that progression. Well, I want to work with you and say, well, how long do you think it needs to take? What skills does he need to know? Um, stuff like that. Like what, what, what sequence or order, where does he need to go? Like I did one for, um, an asphalt plant operator. How do we get this guy with, with, you know, how, how do you take a guy and teach him to be an asphalt plant operator? Well, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, here's a five-year plan pipeline we're going to do. And it's basically, he starts on the ground, he runs the loader, he goes and he shadows the plant operator, you know, and, it, and it's all a progression and it's, you've got to master these skills and then you move on. And this guy can look at this and he can check the boxes off and he can go, okay, this is what I need to work on. He's being rated on that. And he knows that there is a plan in front of him that he knows that he has to put the work in to achieve the end goal. So on the shitty days where he's like, man, this sucks. I want to quit. He goes, I know that I've just got to stick it out for a couple more months. And then I know that I'm going to get this promotion, mm. you know? And a lot of people, they just stick a guy out there and give him no direction and no, you know, they're, they're just out there working and they might do it for several weeks or months or years. And nobody ever says, Hey man, you know, and, and, in due time, you're going to be this. It's yeah. just aimless. And so I think that giving them that, giving them a timeline or giving them just a, a way that they can improve and work on stuff and a direction in a training program, you're going to keep your guys a lot better, but also it's just gives your company a way to say, here's how we're going to do things. And then you get a new guy in there and he goes at his own pace. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. And then I guess what prompted you to want to do that? I just don't want to see us get to a point in our world where we go to a third world country because there's nobody <laughs> who's qualified to work. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, eventually I'm going to be to the point where I can charge whatever I want because there's nobody else going to be, you know, available. Yeah, dude. I mean, skilled labor in 15 years is going to be unreal what you can charge Yeah, because nobody else will do it. Yeah. My, my son wants to be an electrician. Hell yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're going to, you know, <laughs> if you get into it, you know, when you're 18, you do your trade school or whatever, you're set because he's going to be set. Yeah. If he, and I, I have, I'm fully confident he'll be able to do it too because he's really smart with that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so, I mean, there's kids out there that still, you know, want to, but I don't think, I think we're at our prime right now, you know, especially, you know, folks our age. Now we got all these kids that want to be YouTube influencers or TikTok influencers. If if you don't have all these followers, you know, I can't be friends with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a... Uh, it's very interesting, man. I'm I'm curious to see where things are going to go. 
I am too, man. And and I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Like the best thing I tell people is dude, wh- whether you are a kid listening to this and, and I use the word kid loosely, like, I mean, I'll call people that are older than me a kid, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm a kid, like yeah. I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, you know, but, but just get a job, especially if you're like 16, 17, listening to this, you know, get a job, go work for somebody, go work for like, even if you're an entrepreneur and you want to work for yourself, like I would recommend working for somebody for at least a period of time just to know what it's like, you know, but, uh, get some jobs, learn, learn how to do stuff, work with your hands, figure some things out. Even if you want to be a doctor, a lawyer or something like that, you know, maybe find, if you can find a job in that field you want to go into, go do it to make sure you actually want to do it. But I mean, you know, one of the biggest thing that gets me about schools right now is we're telling these kids that are 18 years old, you need to go to college and you better know what you want to do now. Otherwise, I mean, you've got to pick, you got to pick your career right now at 18 years old. Yeah. How can you pick your career at 18 years old if you've never had any work experience or at least, you know, what direction to go in? Yeah. I'm kind of thankful because I was homeschooled in high school. So I was able to get a job, you know, at 15. Top student, baby. Yeah. Valedictorian. Top student. <laughs> That's there. <laughs> and uh, so I was able to, you know, I went and worked for my dad's buddy. He worked, he owned a fish hatchery and I worked on his fish hatchery for all summer. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to make money and get some work experience and all that shit. And then went and did the next thing. And it was, it was pretty awesome. So I, I don't bat an eye at parents that want to homeschool their kids because there's a little bit more free time. Mm-hmm. And I also support homeschooling sometimes because some, some of our schooling or school systems, man, they're wild. Insane. It's become more popular. Homeschooling. Yeah. Well, I just, I got homeschooled because I was a bad kid. (laughs) (laughs) And my mom pulled me out. So. Yeah, that's pretty wild. No, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that stuff at all. And and, I mean, even if you go to, whatever you're doing, I mean, I just see so many kids that are 16, 17, 18. They all say, oh, I want to be a Twitch streamer, YouTuber. I want to do this. I want to do that. Well, that's well and good, man. But you better also have the work ethic to go behind that. Like being a, like you know, run the podcast to, to get anywhere with the podcast. You've got to have work ethic. You got to have consistency. You got to show up. And that's, unfortunately, that's a skill that a lot of has not been ingrained to a lot of people is just how to show up and do the work, even if you don't want to. Yeah. Just go ahead and keep putting me down. I'm just kidding. Cause I didn't put out as many episodes as I wanted to last year. Yeah. But like you also just had a kid. So, you know, oh, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting really good though, man. He's got a personality now, but like, you know, kind of leading off what you, you were just saying, you know, about podcasting you have on your little questionnaire thing, how, how shitty we actually are at podcasting. Very shitty. Oh yeah. I, uh, it's tough, man. I'm not going to lie. I don't know how you were doing two episodes a week. It was a lot. <sighs> I mean, it's fun. Like I love, I genuinely love talking to people. Yeah. As long as they're willing to talk back. There's some people you get that are just hard nuts to crack. As soon as you like, dude, I've gotten some people that they are amazing conversationalists off air. And Mm -hmm. as soon as you hit that record button, they're like, "Uh, it's uh, like, uh." and I was the same way, dude. I mean, I went on a podcast before I ever even thought about having a podcast, a big podcast. And <laughs> really, I still cringe about it. You know what I mean? Like I still cringe. Like that was, that. that was one of the worst. Yeah, dude, I was on fucking dirt talk. Oh shit. And <laughs> it was a terrible episode. This was a year before I even thought about starting a podcast. It was a terrible episode. Cause I was just like, uh, uh, so clammed up and nervous. And like, I mean, it was, it was remote. And I mean, I, I wish I, I wish I would not have done it remote first of all, but say it was just, it was hard, man. And I, and I was making him work for it. And I, I know now that like as a podcast host, like how, like, I don't know. I, I never want to overstep my bounds, but now if I'm like a guest on somebody else's podcast, I'm like, Oh, these people actually like want me to talk. Cause that's why I'm asked to be here. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I didn't really, I didn't know you were on that podcast. I'm yeah. not going to listen to it. I need to stop telling people. Like I, I, I talk about it somewhat often of like how bad that was versus like now. And like, 
you know, if I could go back and do it again, I would like, that's one of the few things in my life that I look at and go, damn, I wish I could have done that again. Like <laughs> it's not even that it was a bad episode. It just was, there was nothing special about it. It was just bland. You, you know, should hit him up and be like, you know, I'm a lot better at this now. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a redo, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, fuck man. I, uh, don't really know what to talk about with you because you're not a mechanic. <laughs> you did save me though. We talked about that on Brandon's podcast, but uh, you know, you had the tool roll, the magic no tool, tool the magic tool bus. No relation to jelly roll. <laughs> yeah, dude, that that thing uh, comes in handy every now and then. I've got the bare minimum. I was I was gonna do a really douchey thing, and I, but I couldn't get the printer to work. I was gonna bring in a wrench and a certificate that said. <laughs> Have you certifying my wrench, dude? I should have like a fake certification made. <laughs> I made funny. one on Canva with your logo and everything, but I couldn't get the damn printer to work before oh, I headed over here. That's sick! Dang it! I know. I was like, dude, yes, let's go. And then the printer was like, nah. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. So, oh man, that's. Lame. I'll mail it to you. That'd I'll have you mail it back to me. Fucking awesome! <laughs> <laughs> I need that as a decoration in my studio that just says that you've certified my wrench. <laughs> I want to see it because now I want to, I might have to make something that's funny. <laughs> I, shit, I'd send dude. you the one. Canva's got all sorts of templates, you know? Yeah. It yeah. took me like 10 seconds to make. <laughs> oh, because, okay. We won't talk about this. That's probably boring shit to other people. But, <laughs> um, Shit, man. We kind of blew through that a little bit. What else should we talk about? Dude, we can talk about anything. Um, You know, what's great is I'm not going to bring up tools. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday was my birthday and I guess on LinkedIn, it tells people that it's your birthday. Oh, really? That. Yeah. And mm. some guy, this guy messaged me and I shouldn't say some guy, he's a big fan. Uh, I'm just not going to say his name because I don't know if he wants me to. Yeah. Um, he was like, I hope you have a good birthday and that you don't have to talk about tools today. <laughs> but <funny>. thank you. <laughs> thank you. I hope so too. Yeah. <sighs> I, I did talk about tools yesterday, though. I ha I actually I can't say too much, but I have to invest in a toolbox. Can't say too much. Yeah. Anyways, I have to invest in a toolbox, but I ain't buying no snap-on box, nothing like that. Mm -mm. Dude, it's insane how expensive. That, Damn it! Here we are talking about tools. That, <laughs> it's, that, it's insane how expensive these bastards are. That bastard right there, that little craftsman box, cost me two hundred sixty dollars. <laughs> And I ruined it with stickers, but two sixty ain't bad though. No, nah, that not works. At all. So, yeah. how many Crocs would Kid Rock rock if Kid Rock could rock Crocs? That was my question to you. <laughs> Dude, I read that. I thought that was the funniest shit because I've never heard it. <laughs> I don't remember where I heard that. I think it was just on a random Instagram comment. And every time I see like somebody put a a deal out, it's like ask me a question. I always put that on like their Instagram stories. That's funny. Uh, you have a question, actually, though. What are the biggest holes in the mechanic industry? Um, uh, the biggest holes, one of the biggest ones is uh, people wanting buku fucking dollars right off the bat. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go work. I'm going to go be a heavy equipment mechanic or a diesel mechanic and expect, you know, $40 an hour right off the bat. It's mm -hmm. like, motherfucker, nah. That and so you know, th these guys are getting five years under their belt and thinking, you know, oh, I'm going to go to this place and they're going to pay me a bunch of money. And then that's one of the biggest things. I lately, you know, companies are throwing money at these fools and they think they're all stars. And here I am. I think this will be my 18th year in August, and I still ain't making you know what they're wanting. Yeah. So, yeah, well, that's, that's industry wide and that's, it's, it's, it, it, yeah. Industry wide. So I was, I've been reading this interesting book. I just finished it the other day. It's uh nerd. The, uh, I read a lot, man. <laughs> Knowledge is power. I, guess. I, I listen to, uh, I can't do it. <laughs> uh, dude, you learn a lot. I, I was reading this book. Basically it's a, a beginner's guide to the world economy Okay, and, it, and it's a little dated. Uh, it's, it, I bet this book was written in maybe early 2000s, late nineties, early 2000s. Uh, I probably got it for free whenever the library was offloading books or something, but, uh, I was reading it and it talked about like in 
whenever you can start seeing like an economic recession coming is, uh, <laughs> you start seeing interest rates go way down and people start flooding the economy with money. And then now demand has risen. So prices are rising. So prices are rising. So people are starting to say, well, you guys are making so much fucking money and working me so hard. I want more money. Mm -hmm. So now people want more pay, which then drives prices up even higher. And then people are going, I can't afford a loaf of bread. I need more money. And it's just a vicious cycle. Yeah. It's just a big circle. And that's kind of where we're at right now. And I mean, look, dude, I, I will defend good, hardworking kids any day, but, but there's a lot of people and it's not just kids, you know, it's, it's all ages. I mean, I, I see people that come in that are, you know, 50 years old, 40, 50 years old and don't have a lot of skill set, but they want top dollar too. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people come in and I think it's just a lot of it is, is we've been comfortable so long. So nobody wants to, you know, you've been living in your parents' house till you're 25 to 30 years old and it's a nice house and you don't want to downgrade. So you go, man, I need to make enough money to buy a house similar to my parents' house. Uh, this is why I need this much money. Or, you know, I, I still want to be able to own a $60,000 truck or a boat or something like that. And you, I don't know. It's, it's, it's every industry that people are, that people are wanting top dollar. And I don't know. It's, I, I don't know why people aren't willing to, I think people should be paid fairly. But there's also a point where it's like, well, you got to earn that too. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I have a big issue with. Yeah. But it's not my problem, I guess. But people are desperate right now. Just like we were saying in 10, 15 years, you'll be able to, even sooner, you'll be able to name your price. You can work for a lot of money. Well, in 10 or 15 years, I hope to not even be touching a fucking wrench unless I'm, it's in my garage, you know, working (laughs) on my own shit. Well, but I mean, if you're doing anything, I mean, whatever you're doing, I mean, anybody with a solid work ethic in the next few years is just the sky's the limit. It doesn't matter if if you're white collar or blue collar, if you've got work ethic, it's, it's going to get to a point where you'll be able to say, pay me what I want. But the people with work ethic are also not the ones going, I want $40 an hour right out of fucking trade school. Yeah. Yeah. I got all on somebody shit on Instagram the other day. Cause they're like, this company's promised me $150,000. If I go to school, it's like, yeah, but how many years do you have to work for them before you get that? <laughs> you know, we actually just broke that. We keep going back to my last episode. People that ought to just fun. go listen to it, I guess. Yeah, but it's we bro- a good episode. I, I kind of just broke that down. Um, dude, you got to get a college degree, whether you go to college or not, you got to get that four year degree. Yeah. You know, if you go, if, if you're 18 years old and you immediately go to trade school, or if you take a year and you just go work for Billy Bob's mechanic shop or wherever you go work for a year, you've still got to put in your time. And it, let's say you go and you focus on getting four real years experience and you get with somebody who says, man, I want you to go to mechanic school or I, you know, I'll put you through the program or um, anything like that. Or just we'll, we'll put you under a guy and he's going to teach you. You've still got to put in those years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've still got to get a bachelor's degree, four years. And then if you really want to keep going, you get that master's degree, go there for seven or eight years where you're building that time. I've never been to the only training I've ever gotten is, you know, through john deere or whatever mm-hmm. that type of i was lucky enough to score an apprenticeship when i was eight seven seventeen almost 18 mm-hmm. i was like four months shy and uh it was the best thing i ever did man yeah the well, guy took me and learned me up real good under his wing every boss i've ever had is like that for me that's great and that's where i always tell people i could do my job without a college degree yeah i mean i could and and it's a hard job but I've learned more, like, I don't use the things I learned in college mm-hmm. in my classes. Very, very little. Yeah. Um, the reason college was beneficial to me was solely so I could play rugby and make dumb mistakes and, <laughs> and not have somebody that, you know, not have consequences. Uh, that that was it, you know. But where I've learned everything is just from amazing people in the industry. Every, you know, every single boss I've worked for, they've all been like, you know, I've, I've said, I want to learn and you know, some of them are hard asses. Some of them are hard dudes. They are not the kind of guys that just take somebody under the wing. You know, it's, it's somebody that they've, it's, it's the plant that they're watering has to want to be watered. And a lot of these guys 
don't want to do it. They just want to come out and say, I know everything and demand top dollar. And they don't want to put in, I mean, I put in, I'm going on 10 years in the industry and I'm still learning. I still don't know anything. You know, I'm still earning that, that degree. <laughs> I see me doing math in my head in like 10 years. You were young. <laughs> started when I was 15. Yeah. Started out when I was two. You know, I got, <laughs> I got 23 years experience. I was born with a nicotine addiction and yeah. pit vipers. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, man. I was hoping we were going to put together a longer episode because you came all the way down here, but I think it's a good one. It's what it is, man. You know? It's just one of those days. I think I am. I'm gonna switch my podcast to three episodes a month instead of trying to do four. Yeah, because I'd like a free weekend to myself, you know. Um, so just so everybody knows, because that's kind of what I was doing a little bit here and there it was three three episodes. So I'm actually gonna switch it to that because make it that every week. You know, I get tired of talking to you guys. <laughs> You're not doing the lives, are you? Still not right now. I just I haven't had the time. Yeah. I'd like to start doing that. I, I've been saying for months that eventually I'm going to do just every single podcast is just a YouTube live. I'd like to do that too, but I, I do a lot of my stuff out here in my garage mm -hmm. uh, and I don't have internet. So it's very choppy if I do it. So gotcha. I'm going to have to put run my internet out here. Then I can do a hell of a lot more. Yeah. You know, I can make music videos. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hire <Yeah>. you. <laughs> we've got our uh, <clears throat> shameless plug. We've got our album dropping. Um, first one Friday, the whole album. Well, kinda. So you want to talk about some shit that's not wrenching. Let's talk about some shit. <laughs> Cause I, I mean, you guys released that single. Uh, you can learn about the drama being in a band, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anything I do is going to be good quality and stuff. Well, we had this guitar player and I'm not going to talk shit on the guy as a person. Um, but he just didn't really fit the style. It's it, it's a weird configuration, our band. You know, we were a, we were a five-piece, and now we're just a four-piece. Mm -hmm. um, but it's myself and our singer, and we're both the young ones. We're the same age. And then the other guys are, like, in their 50s. Oh, and, shit. Yeah. And those three had a band together for a long time, and they found our singer, and our singer hit me up and was like, you know, hey, do you play the bass? And uh, I was a guitar player. Slap at the bass. Yeah, yeah. I was a guitar player, and I was like, hell yeah, I play the bass. I just was trying to get in a band, yeah. you know? <laughs> I learned that I did not play the bass. <laughs> I'm still learning that, dude. Uh, but it's one of those things, the better I get at the bass, the more I realize how much I suck at the bass. Yeah, you ain't no Getty Lee. <laughs> no, dude. I wish I was Getty Lee. I mean, that guy, he can play, but uh, no, man, it just... It, Cause it's a cool fusion of like, kind of, you know, they're all like classic rockers and our lead singers, like he's more into, I don't even know what he's into, like fucking pop, sad songs, you know, fucking chicks and breaking up with them kind of songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, very modern. I mean, he just doesn't have much of a musical, uh, repertoire, if you will. Um, he just doesn't, he doesn't know a lot of like classic rock and music and stuff like that. So the other guys, like our, our guitarist is like, dude, if he could suck Eddie Van Halen's dick, he would. I mean, he, he, he can play Eddie Van Halen stuff like really well. Well, he, uh, he was just wanting to shred every fucking song. <laughs> just like, and he's a phenomenal lead guitarist live, but it just like, it was getting to the point where it's like, dude, we can't put a two minute guitar solo and everything. Yeah. So, so anyways, to answer your question, we're dropping, this is going to be a four song EP. It's supposed to be six songs. And unfortunately we had to cut the two best songs because they just, it sounded like a fucking sixth grader trying to play guitar on it. And 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 they're great songs. Whenever we play them live, people lose their minds. But we we're we're just gonna have to put them on the next album, re-record them. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's crazy. But uh, anyways, well, so before we get out of here, um, first of all, what's your band's name and where can they find you? Uh, it's called Fading Fast on all streaming platforms. Our single's out now. The thrill is something new. Yeah, that's, I love that song. Thanks, man. I love it. I need to uh, put it on my podcast one day. I'm just kidding. Do it, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not getting sued. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to sue you? <laughs> I'm not going to sue you. I handle all the business. Oh, shit. Okay. There you go. 
Fuck you, James. I can send you a, I can send you one of our songs. It's a, it's, it'd be a good podcast intro. I might actually do it for my next one too. I don't know how it works though. If you post it and it's not like on anything. So like right now, I don't think it'd be copyrighted. Mm -mm. And then who knows? And then if, if it, if it releases on Friday, then if they go, I don't know, but it'd be a good uh, intro song. But uh, no, we're, uh, let's drop on Friday. So don't be a douche. (laughs) Check it out. (laughs) Listen to our song that's out now. Obviously, people, you know, will know where to find you, but let's talk about it anyway. You know, Dirty and Driven, uh, where can they find you? How? What else? Instagram, <laughs> TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn. Most active on Instagram, yeah, but we too. do we do a little bit on everything. Not like Dirty underscore and Driven or They're anything? All one word, Sweet. Dirty and Driven. Um, you can follow us there. A lot of stuff out there. Uh, you know, if any of you are uh, people that are also prioritizing your health and fitness, uh, you can tag us in your workouts if you're a gym douche like myself and, you know, hashtag dirty and driven athletics and tag us. We'll, we'll share it to our story just to promote health and fitness in the blue collar trades. And if you want a free dirty and driven sticker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, man. I'll tell you what. If, if you listen to the epi- if you listen to an episode of dirty and driven, and you DM us and you say, and you DM us the word sticker, email us or connect with us on our website. I'll send you a free sticker anywhere in the world. I would offer the same thing, but I'm almost out of stickers. So <laughs> I got to re, replenish my shit. My only caveat to that is if you ask for a free sticker, it might take six months. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm just saying or, I, I've got a lot. And uh, now if you buy one on the website, <laughs> I will, uh, you know, you'll get it quick, but, uh, it's just, it's one of those deals. If you ask for a free sticker, I'm, I'm going to get it to you, but it's just, it's free. So give me, give me time. I'm a busy guy. Yeah. sounds like it. I think that's it, dog. I, uh, thank you for coming over here. Yeah, man. While you're visiting family. No, we, we came to, we came to podcast. That was the real, you're a fucking MO. liar. <laughs> <laughs> I told my wife our, uh, normally our band practices on Sunday and, and our guitar players out of town this week. So I was like, I was like, this is, I said, I've been talking about going to Dallas and being on Colton's show. I said, I said, I don't have band practice this week. Let's just, let's just go to Dallas. We'll see your parents. We'll go eat. I, I think how I sold her on it was, I was like, well, uh, it's our seven year anniversary. We'll, uh, we can go down there and eat somewhere nice and stuff. And I'll just podcast while we're down there. She's like, all right, let's go. We'll go eat somewhere good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Take her to, uh, that I'll, I'll tell you off there. Cause <laughs> okay. I used to live in the area where she's at. So we're open to suggestions. We good. have a reservation somewhere. Oh, okay. I don't Never remember mind. where. Anyway. Uh, I think that's it. Cool, man. I'll do my outro later. Fuck it sweet well guys give us a follow hey man give colton a review give give colton a follow give him a review uh don't be a fucking douchebag review us it's it's cool that's a free easy way to support us um but anyways and the one star review was funny for a week that's I was, <laughs> let's know, bump it back up to yeah, five let's get a four or five somewhere in there that'd be great yeah. i appreciate you guys yeah anyway that's it let's roll let's roll